Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester, uh, Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner, Leicester City correspondent, joined my colleague, James the Sharp and Sharp, and... Uh, it's been quite an eventful few days. The last podcast we were in Seville previewing the Champions League first leg tie. Uh, we arrived back last night in the the ridiculous weather that is um, blowing airplanes all over the world. And uh, uh, we, to the news that Claudio Ranieri had been sacked now. It was a big shock for me at the time I heard in the car. James, where were you? Yeah, I mean, Storm Doris has got nothing on this, has it? Um Likewise with you, we'd just flown back, got to Gatwick and I was, as you were, stuck in traffic on the M25, um, reflecting on what I thought had been quite a, a positive thing and then all of a sudden my phone goes and my mother's calling and I answered it and she said, ranieri has been sacked and I didn't really know what to say, I was a bit stunned to be honest and then I was like, well, while you're driving, you can't do it, you're so stuck you can't do anything and all of a sudden I can see my phone flashing up with uh, friends asking what's going on and... And it was just a huge shock and confusion. And then that shock and confusion, I think, today has turned a little bit more into sadness because that man who, who's kind of brought Leicester City fans so much joy with his charm and and uh, humour is, is no longer with us. Well, you were actually just spoken to a Canadian podcaster, didn't you, talking about could this be the turning point for Leicester City after a great second-half display in Seville? Yeah, I just pulled over... Um, into a little side street off the motorway to um, do a, a podcast in Canada. And the very last question he said was, um, what do you feel next season? Do you think Ranieri will be there or not? And I said, oh, that sounds like a difficult question. And I said, I said the, one, the last thing the owners want to do is sack him. And then about five minutes after finish, finishing that phone call, I then get told that Ranieri has indeed been sacked. Well, that's the strange thing, isn't it? It it was the dreaded vote of confidence a couple of weeks ago. We were told it wasn't. It was a statement trying to end the speculation over his position. They said he had their unwavering support. Why use that word? That that is such a strong word, unwavering, resolute, steady. Nothing's going to change it. Unwavering. 17 days later, it's wavered and gone. I just... Why say that? Well, I think that's certainly added to the groundswell of um, discontent at the decision. I mean, I, I know we've been seeing for a while a uh, small selection of fans on social media saying it is time for a change and Ranieri out, but we knew they were a very small minority because uh, social media, that's how it's made. It's the noisy minority and the silent majority that go unheard. But since then, there's been a groundswell uh, to such an extent that the chairman has come off Instagram. Is that right? Yes, yes, yeah. Um, so... Uh... Vichai on his Instagram account posted the news last night to say this is the biggest decision we've ever made. Difficult to do and despite how much um, goodwill there is to Ranieri for what he's achieved, he felt that it was the right decision to make for the good of the club. And he, from what I can gather, he received a lot of um, messages from fans saying it's the wrong decision and how it was, um, shouldn't have been done. And so then the chairman posted another statement today to say um, that 
please could the fans trust him? I said, please, can you um, just stick by the decision? I've made it for the good of the club. There are a lot of problems that we need to sort. Um, and this is, um, we've done this for the good of the club. And he said, I'm now going to leave Instagram and not be posting on here anymore. Well, there has, certainly has been a lot of recrimination, hasn't there? And uh, I think the finger of blame hasn't been pointed so much at Vichai, although he's the man that's wielded the axe at the end. It's been pointed directly at the players and there's been a lot of suggestions of player revolts uh, and even a meeting with the chairman and some of the senior players uh, to express their um, uh, well, unrest and their uh, uncertainty about Claudio and, and where they go from here. And uh, Well, we've just heard, well, like, it was my understanding from speaking to a couple of sources that and there was no meeting. A senior player may have said something to the chairman, but there was no formal meeting and Craig Shakespeare's just confirmed that in the press conference hasn't he? Yes he has and I thought for someone with, with well, hardly any managerial experience he's been a caretaker manager one game before I thought he handled himself very very well in front of a huge press conference which was almost as big if not bigger as the press conferences that were here when Leicester were winning the league and was bombarded with questions about why Gianieri gone what were the players revolting how was your relationship with him did the player show an aspect? All this stuff was thrown at him and he handled it really well. He did dignified, honest answers. He didn't he didn't just straight back things. He he would give honest answers, he kept he kept calm. And I think if anyone's gonna be able to motivate the players, it is Shakespeare because they all respect him very well and um and he's a very good coach. But I think like you said, it, what the fans are are frustrated by is it look it they have the impression that Ranieri has been, for want of a better phrase, thrown under the open top bus, isn't it? I think that's that's the issue. Yeah, it, it, there's a, the perception that he's been stabbed in the back, that the guy that uh, pulled off the greatest achievement in this club's history uh, has now been stabbed in the back by those that um, have profited so much from it. And it was put to Craig about the players' contracts extended and all the cars that they got and whether they were just um, distracted and uh, got um, full of themselves because of that. He handled it superbly well. He said that uh, hand on heart, he could absolutely say that the players were behind Ranieri. He couldn't put his finger on why they were struggling so much this season. He said it was inevitable they were going to have a, a, a second season syndrome after the incredible heights of, of last season. And he also said, interestingly, about his own relationship, he was exactly the same this year as last year. And he can uh, uh, also say that... Um, he had a phone call last night with uh, a phone conversation with Claudio and Claudio thanked him for his support and he said, uh, although he was shocked and obviously saddened by the situation, Claudio was very level-headed about it and it was a great little Ranieri quote. I could hear his voice in my head when he said, uh, that's football. Because mm. he said that many, many times. So uh, uh, we understand Claudio as well. There's uh, photos of Claudio leaving the training ground today as well. So, uh, But I think the big question now for Leicester fans is, you know, they might be pointing the fingers, but who's going to be pointing the finger at the next Leicester City manager? Where do they go from here? First of all, Craig Shakespeare was asked whether he wanted it. Yeah, and while he didn't say, yes, I do, he he, gave, he said, I've just, I've just been told that I'm preparing the team for Monday in Liverpool and we go from there. He did say... Am I, he said, do I think I'm up to the task? Yes. Am I afraid of it? No. He came across very much like he was ready for this challenge. And I wouldn't say he was chucking his hat in the ring, but he sat, He felt to me, I don't know what it felt like to you, it felt like he was making a statement that I can do this. If you, and if I do it well, then 
I would happily take this. Well, absolutely. I think the one thing club needs now is stability and strong leadership, and he was trying to provide that in that statement. I think he was saying, look, trust me, that even if they don't bring somebody in, I'm sure they will, but even if they don't, I can handle this. Everything's calm. We can go on. But 13 games to save the club's uh, future in the Premier League. I mean, they were in a worse position um, two years ago and they didn't sack the manager then. They got out of the problem with uh, nine games to go under Nigel Pearson. But who are the uh, contenders? I know you've been looking at this one today, haven't you? Who are the contenders? We've got Roberto Mancini's top of the list for the bookmakers, isn't he? Yes, he is. Uh, he is the early front-runner odds on favourite. I mean, there's been certain reports from some aspects of the media saying... Sources saying that he's not really interested in it. Uh, Mancini has uh, posted on his on his Twitter account today to say that he is sorry for his friend Ranieri losing his job and that he will remain in the hearts of fans forever, which is true. Um, I mean, usually is the case that if a player, if a manager used to play for the club, then not for some reason that makes him more likely or more fitting for the role. Um, so he would fit that bill despite only playing five games for Leicester. But he did say then, back then, that it was his time at Leicester that made him fall in love with English football. Um, and so he's out of a job at the minute, And um, but he's he doesn't have Premier League experience in a relegation battle. When he's been fighting for champ, um, in the leagues, it's been at the top. So how would he fare in a relegation battle? But then you look down the other list of contenders, and it really isn't... None of you really fill you with any kind of inspiration. You Then you've got people like... Alan Pardew, who's sort of like second favourite. I mean, he got Crystal Palace into an even worse position than Leicester in, so why would you want to bring someone like that in? And he's also a divisive character, and at a time when Leicester want unity. And then the usual names of Martin O'Neill being brought up, Nigel Pearson's name is being brought up. You get the usual candidates, but no one is really filling you with, yes, this is the man for us. I know, it's, um, it's surprising really, and I know this is the fact of the matter that they haven't got somebody lined up. So that's strange. Yes, it is. To make this decision, to sack a manager who's won you a title with 13 games to go and you haven't got somebody lined up to come straight in because, you know, if they're giving Shakespeare the game, that's 12 games left then for uh, the new guy to come in. There's been some suggestions and he is in the running, shorter, shorter odds. And I understand that his relationship with the owner, Vichai, is not as strained as we might perceive, considering he was sacked by him uh, 18 months ago. Nigel Pearson, possibility of a third stint in charge? I mean, they never they say never go back, don't they? But this is going back twice. Really? Really? Now, well, yeah, it's an interesting one, though, isn't it? Because if you look at the scenario, he knows all the players, he knows all the backroom staff. He could come in, there wouldn't be a bedding in period, come straight back in and try and motivate them and uh, get them fired up. But um, it would be a, another incredible twist in this incredible Leicester City story. Wouldn't, wouldn't it? it just? I mean, obviously, a lot of those players are were Pearson players, weren't they? And they, I suppose, would be, in a sense, would, would be loyal to him because he's the person that brought them to the club. But I know you said that from what you've heard... His relationship with the owners is is fine, is on speaking terms. But from all the um, incidents that he got himself into last season with Ostrich Gate and throttling James MacArthur and calling um, journalists bad names and uh, all of and clashing shouting at fans, fan, well, clashing yeah. at fans, all these things, does that really fit into the public image 
of the club that, that the owners want. No, I think personally there's been too much water that's gone under that bridge, really, for him to be able to cross back over it. But, uh, you know, if you're looking at it logically, he certainly has the credentials. It's whether the, the club want to revisit that sort of uh, era because he would try and develop that siege mentality that served him so well before, wouldn't they? And that was half the problem that caused him so much issues with the media. So, um, no, I think we're, they're going to have to come out of left field with somebody, but they'll have to do it. Uh, pretty quick because there's not many people uh, available that can you, come in and motivate. Yeah, do you do you feel that if Shaky does a good enough job at uniting the dressing room that the owners would consider giving him long term, or do you feel that he's potentially not a big enough name for them? I think he's probably not a big enough name for them, but I think if they got a good result against Liverpool and in that crucial game against Hall City, if he got a couple of results there and suddenly there's a bit of breathing space above the relegation zone, they might say, well, we're, well keep our powder dry, give Shaky to the end of the season. He's getting the most out of the players for us at the right time now and then uh, we'll have a look at it in the summer, which might be the way to go. But it's a big risk. It's a big risk sucking Ranieri at this stage. But uh, I suppose the momentum was only going all one way. And uh, I think the owners have, have come in and had a look. And whilst they try to show their support for him by issuing that statement, um, Vishay has been around the uh, around the... The club for the last few weeks and had a good look at the situation. He's obviously seen something that's made him want to make the change. So um, perhaps he didn't think Ranieri could turn it around. Obviously he couldn't because he's he sacked him. So who does he think can turn it around? But uh, if shaking get the players going again, you never know. Just the, the mere um, act of sacking Ranieri might get a reaction out of the players for a few weeks and get kickstart them. But we'll wait and see. Uh, but there's a game on, isn't there? I mean, all of this, there is a game that has got to be prepared for against Liverpool and... It only came at the very end of the press conference when someone remembered that they might need to ask about team news, but there is actually some team news, isn't there? Yeah, it's Slomani and Ujoa who have missed um, several games now. Slomani with a groin injury that's been a real problem since he joined the club and uh, Ujoa's thigh injury and obviously his uh, falling out with Ranieri over his uh, lack of first-team action and putting in a transfer request. They are both available they trained fully, but whether they're match fit, Shakespeare said, they're going to assess over the next couple of days. So Slomani and Ujoa could could be in contention for Liverpool, but it might be as a, a you know on the bench to, to start with. And interestingly, what Shakespeare said about Ujoa, because he was asked about Ujoa's state of mind, uh, and he said there was no problem with Ujoa, and he's been speaking to him regularly, and he's ready to go. What do you think of that? Um, well, I, I suppose he has got to be because the transfer window is closed and he's got 13 games left to put himself in the shop window and he's only going to do that with games and with a strong relationship with with Shaky. Um if he's if he's fit and available and ready to go and wants to put everything in then I would be more than happy to see Joe play. Brilliant. Well, uh, it's a massive game on Monday against Liverpool here at the King Power Stadium. Um City could be in the bottom 3 by Monday night by the time they play uh, the Reds but uh, their destiny is still very much in their own hands they're one point above the relegation zone so let's see if the club can pull together galvanise and kick on like they did in the Great Escape season and uh, for the now it's in the capable hands of Craig Shakespeare so join us next time on Dilly Ding Dilly Dong and check in with the Mercury website and buy the paper as well and uh, also the uh, Facebook page and on social media for all the news and and anything that's coming out of this club over the next few days. It's going to be an interesting period as they look for a new manager.